Hey everybody, and welcome again to the Ember Sword Podcast. I am your humble host, Svetlin, marketer extraordinaire who knows nothing but knows everybody. Today's episode is going to focus on items and cosmetics. With me is Lauren Rosendahl, our executive producer, who knows everything about the topic, as you will come to know. Lauren, welcome. Thank you, Svetlin. So, uh, items and cosmetics have been sort of at the core of the Ember Sword experience since it was essentially envisioned. What separates us from every other game out there in terms of how we're handling this topic? Yeah, exactly. I I think you know there's 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 a good bit of things to be said there, um, but maybe maybe the best the best way to go about it is to talk about what are items really and what are cosmetics and what is the big difference between the two, right? Yeah. So an item could be you know a, a particular level five sword or a particular level five shield that I own, right? Uh, it's typically those items that you know I equip on my character and that affect my stats in combat uh, and may make me a bit stronger, uh, you know, uh, a bit more capable to defend myself. Whereas a cosmetic um, is simply a look and feel, obviously, for that particular sword or that particular shield that will not make me any stronger, but will sure as heck make me look a hell of a lot cooler, oh, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, much how in, uh, in in basically a game like Fortnite, um, you know, there is, again, also no way to, let's say, buy uh, more winning. <laughs> 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 you know, there there is no pay to win going on there. There uh, is. It's every... called Adderall and not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true enough. True enough. You know, or just hiring like a 15-year-old, right? <laughs> to play as your character. I think You can't say is... that, dude. That's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I think some people have been caught on, on stuff like that before. <laughs> it's... Uh... <laughs> But that being said, um, basically the point is a cosmetic is really anything that visually uh, affects your character. That could be a pet, that could be an outfit, that could be you know a look on a particular item, a look on a particular outfit. Um, it could even be a dance or some kind of animation that you can play, but it does not help you become any stronger at the game. Right? Right. So that is the differentiation between, on the one hand, items, and on the other hand, cosmetics. And so in, in Ember Sword, we treat those two also very differently. Uh, first of all, you know, to a particular item, there is no limit, right? You can craft that item, you can find it in the world somewhere. There could be, you know, today there could be 10,000 of that sword, and tomorrow it could be 12,000, right? Right. Um, but cosmetics, we're handling a lot differently. Uh, when it comes to cosmetics, we have something called true rarity. So when we release a particular look and feel for, you know, let's say a sword, uh, we're literally releasing a, uh, a unique set of that particular cosmetic, uh, of which, for example, only 2,500 might ever come into existence. And we have systems in place that ensure that, you know, there'll never be more than that. Those are the two and a half thousand of that item, or rather that cosmetic that exist. And that is something that's relatively new in games. Um, it's not new in like, let's say, for example, collectible card games, right? This is the reason why, if you now have like an original Black Lotus, why it is that valuable, like, you know, in Magic the Gathering. 
if uh, if Wizards of the Coast suddenly decided, oh, you know what? Actually, we're bringing a hundred thousand new Black Lotus cards into rotation, right? That would yield a lot of unhappy fans. Oh yeah, very unhappy people who have shrines. <laughs> Yes, indeed, and and it would also obviously severely devaluate the uh, that particular card. How much did those so, run for? Do you have oh any idea? my goodness, I, I I haven't checked recently, but uh, uh, let's let's say we're talking uh, four digit sums here. Holy so, crap! Uh, yeah, 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 no, those are those are not cheap, uh, especially if they're like it depends very much on their condition, of course, right? But you know, especially if they're like mint condition. Oh. <laughs> You know, and, and certainly cards that are known to be the only one or two or three have been sold for much, much more, right? Even down to legendary baseball cards that went for, like, literally millions. Wow. Um, so, um, actually, the, the cosmetic is, is where things get really interesting for us, right? So, we've got something called True Rarity, and that means when you get a cosmetic, you can literally see this is number 24 out of 2,500. Um, and, you know, there'll never be more than that. The other thing we do for cosmetics that, you know, we don't necessarily do for items is they don't just have True Rarity, but they also get History. Now, we thought that was something really cool to add, right? I mean, if you think about an item that is already rare, right? What makes it even cooler is knowing its story, right? It's kind of like like owning an ancient artifact. Uh, it's a lot cooler if you can tell that this blade was, you know, uh, held by this Japanese colonel in, 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 in World War II, right? right. Uh, and that's kind of what we're bringing with, uh, with cosmetic history. Uh, to Ember Swords. So basically, uh, if let's say some famous streamer, let's say Ninja, you know, on stream uses this sword cosmetic to take down, like, you know, for the first time in the world, this particular boss uh, at stage eight of the arena then that item will forever be enshrined with like you know uh this sword was used to this legendary sword was used to uh slay uh you know such and so boss by ninja with over ten thousand souls watching right right hypothetical of course he will not get past level five no 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 no, no way i mean <laughs> obviously obviously <laughs> You know, he'll, he'll be off his game. He'll just be like, I'm still alive. I, you know. <laughs> Pounding <laughs> that, Red Bulls. That means I win, right? <laughs> and only to get pummeled by some really big-ass boss that, you know, <laughs> now that all his friends have died and cannot support him any further. <laughs> but... <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, and so th that's that's kind of what we're bringing with these cosmetics. And then to take that up a step, right... Uh, there's also a difference between items and cosmetics in how they're handled. Because items, you can pretty much only trade in-game, right? But for cosmetics, because they're so valuable and so unique, we wanted to create something we call true ownership. We basically wanted you to really own your cosmetic. Now, why am I saying this? Well, you know, in, in any MMO, as you know, if you're an MMO player, you have seen it passing by, uh, eventually the most rare of things become extremely valuable. And, you know, at times players may want to sell them, other players may want to buy them. And quite frankly, as long as it doesn't uh, mean 
a pay-to-win setup, we don't mind at all if you find a really epic item and you then have a storied history with that item, making it even more valuable. And then someone says, you know, I want to pay you $1,000 for that sword, right? But in typical video games, what happens certainly in typical MMOs is there is a ban on trading items outside of the game. And if the developer finds out that you did it, well, you know, consider your your account and the account of whoever you sold it to uh, being hit by the ban hammer very shortly. Yeah, that's not even taking into account scams as well. Yeah, absolutely. You could totally get scammed out of it as well, right? Someone's like, yeah, transfer me this and then I'll give you said item, right? And the money comes in, the item doesn't, right? Uh, but it's it's truly like baffling, right? Uh, I, I know, for example, that, uh, that Mark, you know, our, our CEO and also one of our founders, like he used to run the two biggest guilds in World of Warcraft. Uh, you know, he's been in the whole esports scenes for scene for a long time. You know, at one point he brokered a trade of just a single sword in World of Warcraft for almost $10,000. Oh my god. And it got sold. And within a week, the guy who bought it, his, his whole account got banned because Blizzard eventually figured it out. You, you just got to imagine, you know, A, it's, you know, it, it just straight up sucks when that happens, of course. Uh, but, but also, imagine, you know, that guy was willing to buy that sword for almost $10,000, knowing that he could get banned, like knowing that he had maybe, you know, 20% chance of actually getting it and getting to keep it for more than a week. <laughs> uh, imagine what that would have been worth, obviously, that item, uh, had that fear not existed, right? Uh, now, obviously, not a fan of that happening if that leads to things being traded that make people unfairly strong in the game uh, and we get into a whole pay to win mechanic where essentially it's just all about buying the best items in the game so what we've done for ember sword if we've kind of split that up like i said before right where items are just tradable in the game uh, and the cosmetics they actually have true ownership and they can be traded even outside of the game and you're not going to get banned for it so if you find something amazing in the game and it's actually really valuable well congratulations you know decide that you want to keep it and you want to be that guy who has that unique sword and is one of the only people in the world that holds it or you know sell it off when you feel like it and you'll you know you'll actually get to uh, uh, live with the story that uh, you can tell people that you made a huge paycheck <laughs> by playing this video game take that mom <laughs> exactly <laughs> I was just thinking right <laughs> Um, and the, the way we power that basically that true ownership is by allowing trading of these items even outside of the game and we use blockchain technology for that um, so one of the really cool effects is you know one of the reasons why many times game developers did not want this type of trading is also because you know eventually the core of the game economy takes place entirely outside of them they're not making any money they're not getting a chance to keep supporting the game but with something like the blockchain you're both able to ensure that you cannot get you know, basically um, scammed out of your item because it basically does uh, trusted transactions in an environment where you may not be able to trust the other party. But also, thanks to the smart contracts it involves, uh, we can as a game developer say yes, and on every trade that happens with an item like that, we as a developer get like a 5% share. 
And so basically, not only are you know we helping our players, but our players are also helping us in turn, you know, earn a little bit more revenue and continue building on this awesome game. Right. So you can trade them outside the game. That much is clear. Can you trade them inside the game? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. You you definitely can continue to trade them inside the game uh, as you usually would be used to. Um, it's just you know it's just a matter of of your choice whether or not you would like to take them out. This is one of those things why you know like you know typically when people think it's like oh oh my a game that uses blockchain right that's probably very little game and lots of blockchain right yeah uh, that's not the case with ember sword right uh basically we don't want to bother anyone with blockchain unless they they feel the need and want to use it right so uh when you're you know when you're when you're basically earning the item in the game you know somehow it is on your character somehow it is in some kind of a blockchain wallet that we manage for you but but you will, you know, you'll never have to see that. You'll never have to interact with it until you say, "Hey, I would like to take this item out of the game for a moment to trade it to Steve here, who, you know, just realized that this is one of only 200 of this sword in the world, and you know, apparently to him that is well worth, uh, you know, what uh, what to most people is a month's pay." <laughs> <laughs> So on the just to round this out on the topic of cosmetics, I play a whole crap ton of Warframe, and Warframe have this fantastic idea when it comes to community item creation. The way it essentially functions is that they have you know artists who submit their creations to a Steam Workshop page, and then those items can get voted into the game, and those artists can actually make money from selling their creation in the game officially. Is there something? Is that something that Ember Sword is going to do? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, we have planned for eventually releasing sort of an, an item workshop uh, whereby you can create your own content or, you know, other artists, uh, creators can create items and we will indeed bring them into the game in a curated fashion, of course. So uh, not that, you know, the game will suddenly be rife with all sorts of items that totally do not fit the style or, you know, are even horribly insulting, right? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I no mean, phallic swords, people, please. Exactly, exactly. You know, you you know what happens, right? I mean, Spore was a great example of. <laughs> oh, no, oh no, 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 no! <laughs> Do not look up Spore images, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Stay away from that. But basically, you know, think about this: when you allow players to create anything in any shape, including their creatures <laughs> and their buildings, and you know, and and this is in an online anonymous environment you can kind of start predicting what types of shapes will pop up uh, in significant numbers uh, in order to just get a kick out of it. Um, so, you know, we're definitely doing this well curated. And also we're doing it in that same unique way in the sense that if it's a cosmetic, right, it is a limited edition. It's always going to have true rarity. So when we see this item come in and we kind of make this decision process of, oh yeah, this is good enough, this can go in the game, we also go through this notion of, hey, what's the you know expected popularity of this? Is it really, really epic? You know, maybe then it should be a very limited edition, right? And this also, of course, in turn boosts up the value of the item, and we basically help the, you know, the the artist earn by uh, getting those items sold, or rather the cosmetics, obviously, right? I mean, they are 
you know, in, in, a, in a sense, sometimes these words can kind of be replaceable because, you know, a cosmetic kind of applies to that particular item in order to make it look really good. But you still, you have to own the item first in the game <laughs> and there's no other way to get that. You can't real money your, your way to that item. You'll have to earn the item first and then you can grab yourself the awesome cosmetic that is going to make you look really cool. And, you know, I would probably highlight one more thing about uh, this, this sort of notion of, of limited edition items is that it also gives us a really cool way um, to kind of reward those people that, for example, buy our founder pack uh, and are supporting the game early on. Uh, because we expect to be releasing sort of, you know, based on the moment that you buy your founder pack, we're going to continue releasing unique cosmetic items only to the audience of people that obviously have already bought into the game. And so they'll get a chance to actually collect some unique items, which you know, won't even be earnable in, or rather not items, let's say cosmetics, right? <laughs> Slipped up there. Uh, but they will be able to earn these cosmetics uh, that basically will only go to these initial founder pack owners. Uh, and they'll also be the only source in the game where other players will be able to obtain these. So, you know, hopefully uh, that'll give uh, those people that support us early on uh, a really nice starting position in the game, already owning some really epic cosmetics. Uh, in addition to, of course, items and gear that they've gathered through uh, the early experiences that we'll be pushing out to them. Things like the arena and uh, the the ultra deep and, you know, the, the Tycho Village adventure where basically we're already enabling them to get into slices of the game uh, and start building out their character. I'm always down for the community to be a synergistic thing that, you know, completely slots in with the developer and creates magic together. So that was our podcast on items and cosmetics. Hopefully we've shed light on how we're approaching this process in a way that is palatable to all of you. Thank you for listening, and we're going to catch you next time. Hey you, you made it to the end. Congratulations. That must mean you like us enough to want more, right? Well, good news. We're all over the internet. Go to embersword.com and subscribe to our newsletter for a chance to play the game early, as well as the latest interesting tidbits on the game and the team. Join our lovely Discord community over at discord.gg embersword. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at playembersword for regular updates on what we're up to. And remember the basics. Drink water, be kind to each other, and spread the word about Embersword. Fills, fills my soul with joy that something so simple can bring so much joy to people all around the world in the form of content. Sweet, sweet content. Okay. Indeed. God damn, I love content. Ooh. I don't know where I'm going with this. This is getting really horny. <laughs>